Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the NFL! Dynasty Blair's in the house! It's Dynasty War Games, and my voice is really not there today. I'm your host, Jesse Schneeman. I'm going to try my best to get through this. Uh, as I was telling Austin before we started, I went to a reggae show last night, and I only know one, one way to cheer, and it's like I'm in an Eagles game. But I am so joined with co-hosts today. It's amazing. We're all together here. This is the full contingent of Dynasty War Games. My main man, Chad Mendoza is back. How you been, Chad? Pretty good, man. It's been way, 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 way too long. Um, but I'm I'm glad to be back. Uh, it's 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 gonna be fun. Yeah, man. Welcome, welcome back. And of course, our new co-host Austin Bell is with Austin Bell is with us. How you doing, Austin? Great, man. Great. It's Sunday. Pretty day. I'll take it. More football talk. Can't wait. Right on. So, as Austin just shared, we're gonna going forward be recording every Sunday and coming out every Monday. So I know things have been a little bit scattered as far as like our time. But um, I think we are on track. We've done some reconfiguring. I guess uh, the format's the same, but the alignment's a little different. So look for us on the Dynasty Warzone feed every Monday. All right, let's have let's have some fun, guys. Um, Chad uh, is, as we all know, a huge Giants fan, so he's been covering, following the Giants, kind of covering them for the Dynasty War Games. Um, what's going on in Giants camp, Chad? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely. Uh... Um, excited to talk about that. But first off, let me just say, uh, you know, with Mike leaving us, I know you guys have touched on it a little bit. Um, just how much I appreciate, you know, everything he's done as far as the show goes. And, um, you know, he's he's truly become like a, a, a really good friend of mine, you know, personally outside of the show and, and you know, hanging out together uh, when we can. We both have kids, so <laughs> few and far between. But uh but you know those moments have been been really special, and he, he's become a really good friend. So I just want to thank him uh, for everything. And uh, Austin, excited to have you, man. Heck yeah, man! Appreciate it. I'm ready. Man, that was that was really sweet. I'm gonna cry. Chad <laughs> is really being serious too. Like I'll get texts from these two guys, like, "Hey, man, when are you flying out for the Texas A&M game?" I'm like, oh, "I'm not." <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been, it's been pretty great. It's been pretty great. So, uh, but yeah, Giants camp, right? So yeah, Giants camp has been, has been really, really, uh, positive. 
And I, I say that uh, I say that in that way because you know it's it's been a very long time since we've had a training camp where the offense has come out and looked as good as it has. Um, every year it's been about you know the defense kind of ragdolling the offense all training camp, and then being like making excuses for the offense, like oh you know defense clicks together better uh, early on, and you know <laughs> yeah it's just excuse after excuse after excuse. But you know this year. Uh, the defense cannot touch this offense, and and that's it's pretty wild to me. Um, yeah, it's it's been a very very long time since I've seen that, and uh, I guess the standouts so far have been uh, one Darren Waller, who has been, um, and I quote uh, from from Giants beat writers, untouchable, um, untouchable, huh? Untouchable. They said that he yeah. that they haven't seen a Giants player look this dominant on offense in a very 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 long time. Going back to, uh, you know, uh, Plaxico Burris and, and Jeremy Shockey and, and those kind of guys. Wow. So, uh, yeah, they're saying if he if he can stay healthy, it's uh, it's going to look, you know, pretty crazy. But, uh, um, you know, they've even they've they've even gone as far as to say, like, you know, we don't know if the Giants defense is just as bad or if Darren Waller is just this good. That's how good he is. Like they're starting to question if the defense is just awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's been fun, and then uh, Jalen Hyatt has been a- apparently incredible. Um, you know, from from his route running to just the you know unbridled speed. Um, I, I guess he's clocked in at twenty four miles per hour, which is faster than Tyreek has, has done. Granted, Tyreek and they're they're talking about Tyreek and pads, but uh, oh, without uh, pads, okay. But I mean, yeah, I think they they were they were in uh they were in um. Uh, pads and shorts, I think, when he when he was clocking in. But I mean, still, twenty four miles per hour is is pretty insane. So uh, you know, and and he's a strider, so that's not something he's slowing down with, you know, very easily. He's he's carrying it through all the way to the end of the play. It's 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 pretty special to see. Um, some of the videos, if you go and you look at, at some of the training camp videos of him running, um, especially on these like long fifty yard bombs and stuff, it looks fake. It looks like it's like you know, fast forwarded or something. It's crazy. Uh, running with the ones. Yeah. He's running with the ones. Um, he was running with the twos early on and now he's, he's strictly with the ones. So um, it does look effortless. I've seen a lot of videos. He just looks like he glides. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a gazelle. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, kind of like that Randy Moss stride where it just looks like he's not even trying to run fast. So you don't really get a, a good feel for how fast it is, and unless they're like completely just following him with the camera, <laughs> and also the the guy next to him is just lagging behind. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty insane. So uh, he's been really really good every every day. There's a new you know incredible highlight with him in it, um, and Daniel Jones has looked really really good in training camp. Um, the best he's looked by far. They they said that he's you know he's grown he's grown a lot this year, um, or I guess from last year, and uh, yeah what else? I think what about who are the other two wide receivers that yeah, are? I was about to ask that. Paris Campbell has looked really good, um, so I think they're they're pretty excited about him, um, and uh, you know Sterling Shepard's been on pup and stuff, so I I don't know it's it's hard to gauge what this what this wide receiver. Uh, Death chart is really going to look like once we get into week one. The guy that I feel safest with right now 
is uh, the guy I can get cheapest. Other than Jalen Hyatt, I really think that they're going to use Jalen Hyatt quite a bit. Um, but, you know, I do like grabbing up Paris Campbell where I can get him just thrown into a trade. Um, because, yeah, you know, if he can stay healthy, maybe we see a reemergence of, of him because he was a good prospect coming out. Um, he's just had some, some you know, bad luck with injuries. Always been and, health. Yep. Yep. And um, quarterback play. So, yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how that looks. Um, but that's a guy I'm, I, I am trying to trying to get where I can get him cheap. And um, yeah, then Darren Waller is just the one I think for me, that's the, that's the main focus for me. Anywhere I can get Darren Waller for anything under, you know, tight end five prices, I'm, I'm going for him. So you would, would, all right. So that you're, you're kind of saying you would trade Goddard straight up for Waller. Um, N- no, I wouldn't. No, just because yeah. the age. Yeah. But I mean, if if I'm if I'm looking for a championship, mm-hmm. if I'm looking for a championship this year, what I might do is I might try to trade uh, Goddard for Waller plus. Yeah, I think you could get a yeah. on top of that. Yeah, I I am more bullish on Waller's production this year than I am Goddard's. All right, let's hold on the Waller talk a little bit because he's you know a little foreshadowing. He's in our game. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, uh, what about uh, running backs? So Saquon's back. Um, he looks like he's you know get back to being Saquon, and uh, nothing's really changed. It's, it's it's Saquon's world over in Giant, Giants camp right now. Any other running backs we need to pay attention to, or who yeah, is Eric, the running back? Eric Gray. Eric Gray's probably going to end up being the backup. He's uh, looked really good in camp. Um, but it's it's just so hard to get news about the running backs when when Saquon wasn't there, it was all about Eric Gray and how good Eric Gray looked. But since Saquon Saquon's been back, just all the coverage is on Saquon, so it's really it's really hard to you know get a feeling for how they're still doing. Have you heard anything about James Robinson? Is he is he watching? No, I haven't heard anything about James Robinson. He's so, been going by a bunch of teams. Recently, yeah, so I, yeah, yeah. I'm not quite sure. Uh, you know, once he was signed and stuff. Yeah, I just I haven't heard anything on him. Like not even not even one single mention. So, so he's um, been cut by the Jags, Jets, and Patriots within the last calendar year, right? Yep. 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 So I yeah, I mean if you're on if you're if you're in like some thirty deep roster, <laughs> you know, leagues and you have James James Robinson on there, you know. I guess I maybe maybe hold for injury to see. Come on, but I don't even know if he's gonna be the backup there. Um, if I'm being truthful, I, th- right. I think it'll be Eric Gray. So, yeah, I mean, I'm in a startup in the 25th round, and he's still available. Yeah, yeah, I probably wouldn't. Corderell Patterson just went. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm guessing James Robinson. Unless we start hearing some positive news about him, he may not even make your team. Yep, that's that's my feeling as well. Right on. Cool. So, what? I just have one little tidbit about the Eagles real quick. And I'm sorry, anything else about the Giants before we move no, on? No, no, that's it. Okay. So one little tidbit, um, the Eagles signed two undrafted wide receiver free agents, Joseph Nagata and from Clemson and Jaden Hazelwood, both former um, former Debbie guys, Debbie Darling type guys early in their college careers and then sort of fizzled out and didn't get drafted. Um, it looks like one of those guys – has a good chance of making the team as fifth or sixth wide receiver. Um, and Gata has like shown a lot of athleticism and he's other than AJ Brown, the Eagles don't have another big bodied wide receiver 
Um, so it's something that they're looking for. And I'd say that he's got a chance. So he and Hazelwood have actually both looked good. They're also looking for a kick returner, which means Boston Scott might not make the team. Um, it's kind of looking like Boston Scott's maybe not going to make the team. Um, Trey Sermon might make the team over Boston Scott, believe it or not. Um, so Britton Covey, who made the team last year as a kick returner and last wide receiver could be on his way out. And one of those two guys could be in. So I, I doubt he's rostered in most leagues. Interesting. That is. All right. You guys ready to play some games? Let's do it. Let's Try do to it. win. Man, it's been so long. All right. So since we have, uh, a new co-host kind of basically we have to reset the whole thing right so chad you'd be very happy i'm crowning you um i guess champion of the first two seasons of dynasty war games and now we're going to start a new season with austin all right that works man i mean you you won the majority of games so yeah unfortunately the vast majority of games like the the vast (laughs) vast majority majority. uh, i think i lost like two maybe three (laughs) i literally know that i i I won one game ever yeah (laughs) but i did get a lot of host points austin so look out he created this he created this thing called host points so that you know, he could have something attached to his name <laughs> other than a big fat zero. Yeah, pretty much. I like yeah. it. I'm ready to see him. Did you see did you see the um the new logo in the top right there? Yeah, it looks good. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah, it looks really good. Really, really good. When it comes out on video, you guys will know what we're talking about. All right. So we today we're gonna play two truths, one lie. The way this works is I give you the player, and then I give you three statements about the player. You have to tell me which one is a lie. All right. So, um, do you want me to just go back and forth with you guys? Or do you want yeah, to- yeah, we'll go back and forth. Cool. All right, Austin, you're new to the show, so you get to go first. Cool. All right, George Kittle. Since we were talking about these guys last week, um, I thought we would kind of examine him a little bit. So. George Kittle has missed five games total over the last two years. George Kittle has two 90-catch, 1,000-yard seasons. And George Kittle has been a top-five tight end four of his six seasons. Which one of those is a lie? The last one. Incorrect. He does have top he, – he actually has been a top five tight end four or six seasons. I thought you were going to go for the first one. That's how I designed it. Uh, that, five games total over the last two years. I mean, based on what we were talking about last week, yeah, it's really not that much. So after we talked about it, I actually went in and looked at him. I had somebody ask me about Kittle uh, during this week, and so I went looking and realized he didn't miss as many games as it felt like he did. Right. So yeah, I, I kind of uh, need to move him down in my rankings. Like yeah. I've I've been saying that for for like what seems like years now is everybody just pretends that Kittle has missed a shit ton of games. He really hasn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's well, it's really weird. Uh, I mean, he's missed though, big. It's missed like games at big times, but yeah. you know, so it's not been plenty. So in twenty one, he missed three games. Last year, he only missed two games. Yeah, it was like the tight end two. So. 
Uh, maybe I'm just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a little turned around on, on Kittle. Um, what, what's his value? So how many firsts is George Kittle? Like, are you given multiple firsts or, you know? No. First. No, because you no, because you don't have to. Like right. that's the thing, right? Like you, if I have Kittle, like he's he's strictly a hold because you can't get anything for him. But you know, if you're if you're trying to acquire him, you can get him for fairly cheap to you know really what he's giving you at that tight end position. Any twenty four first, does that get it done? I think for a lot of people it does. Um, you know, especially people that still have the, those injury concerns with him because, I mean, they are they are slight concerns. I mean, they are concerns. But uh, it, it, I think it's just so inflated in people's minds, you know, how often he's injured. Uh, I think he's one of those guys you can just – you can get cheap, like uh, like cheaper than his, his value actually should be. Like a guy like Debo, same kind of thing, right? And, well, yeah, Ayuk is inflated. So for some yeah. reason, I think people are considering Ayuk like the wide receiver one in this offense. But I, I when, when Purdy's in there, it looks like Kittle's the wide receiver one. They have a really good connection. Yeah. So what about if I wanted to and, – and as always, just a caveat, we're talking tight end premium. 0.5 or higher is kind of what we always play. Um, they're – I guess there I'm I'm in a couple point two five, but this is tight end tight end premium discussion. So, w- would you take DJ Moore for him? Either of you guys? I would take Kittle over DJ Moore personally. Yeah. That's going to depend on my roster, but most of the time I'll take the tight end over the wide receiver too. I mean, the, that's the thing, right? Like, what are there like two or three tight ends where you feel safe? You know, other than that, I'm taking Kittle. You know, if if you don't have and, and even Kelsey now, right, with the age, like I, I'm still wanting to if I can get an elite backup for Kelsey, um, like several of my roster, uh, not several, but two of my rosters, I have Kelsey and I have Pitts and people have been trying to get yep. Pitts because I have Kelsey. But I'm like, no, because I, I want. Yeah, I want the dominance long term. I don't want, you know, yeah. to be yeah, in tight end wasteland. Right. So when we were. When we were discussing Russ earlier in the week. That's that same league. I thought about trying to target Pitts, and I thought to myself, "There's no. I know how you think, and there's no way you're going to do that. I knew you weren't going to. Just because you have Kelsey doesn't mean you're going to trade Pitts. Heck no. I didn't even bother. Give me yeah. all the tight ends and tight end premium. So the the one lie in this in this game was um, that Kittle has two ninety catch thousand yard seasons. I mean, it's damn close. He actually has an 88 and an 85 catch season, and they're both over 1,000 yards. One of them was 88 yards for 1,300. Yeah. That's when he broke the tight end record, the receiving record. Oh, right, right. That was 2018. So he's 29. I don't think that's that old for a tight end. Like, obviously, you do have to worry about any player hitting 30. The body recovers differently. Um, You know, it – the, the players that, that you know, maintain their level of play into their 30s, it's because they understand that their body is changing and they change their, they change their life habits, you know, they, their workout habits, their eating habits, stuff like that. So we have to trust that Kittle's going to do that to continue to be productive, say, after this year. Right? Yeah. He's so violent. That's, that's the one thing that worries me. He's such a violent player, which is awesome to watch. But uh, 
as he gets older, it's just scary. I guess with the injury fault as well, it just feels scary. And you watch him, man, he's just rough. What if I offered you guys Khalil Herbert and, and Roshan Johnson? Does that get it done? And you, you need a running back for Kittle. No, 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 not even close. Not even close, huh? You throw a first in that. Yeah, right. <laughs> throw in a mid first, and yeah, he'll get it done. yeah. Wow. So you don't you don't value Chicago's running game at all? No, I have no, no faith. No. Who's going to be the guy? I mean, it yeah. could have been Dante Foreman. You said those two, and those two could be worth nothing. It could be Dante Foreman who sees seventy percent of the rushes. And then next year, it could be a complete different. You know, correct. Any any name, pick a name. Could be Josh Jacobs who gets sent there after. I mean, it, it's just yeah. no faith there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, they just drafted Roshan, so he's there for four years. Herbert's got two more. Um, Dante Foreman, I, I I consider it an afterthought. He'll 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 sap some carries, I think, but I would be flabbergasted, literally flabbergasted, if he got seventy percent of the workload with the talent of the other two backs there. I guess maybe I just see those two backs as more talented than you guys. Um. But yeah, they are replaceable. Anybody's replaceable. Especially you're gonna have a lot of backs on the on the open market again next year. Yeah, mm-hmm. a ton. Yeah, so the offer that I was uh asked about, it wasn't my offer, but it was uh 1.0 tight end premium and Elijah Moore and a 24 first for Kittle. Hmm. And uh the guy I felt like it was an insulting offer and was asked me, he's like, Hey, is this insulting? I'm like, I mean, no. I, I think it's you know kind of right on par to be honest. I wouldn't pay two first for Kittle. But so you're getting roughly, you know, a mid second ish for with Elijah in value and a first. Yeah, I think that's about the most most you're going to get currently if you're trying to move them. I'd only do that if I was rebuilding. So if I'm contending, it's not enough to get me to move off Kittle. Yeah. Well, he's an honors fan, too. So he's a little biased. That that was I think that was why he asked me was how he thought. You know, hey, am I way off basis? And I was like, yeah, you're you're a little off. I don't know how much you asked for. That's that's the kind of trade that I'm like, um, I'd rather wait until we're in season just to see how these guys are doing because we can value Elijah Moore at a second right now. but And, and I do like Elijah Moore, but, you know, we don't know if Deshaun Watson's going to be any good. We don't know if, you know, Cedric Tillman's going to have a, a, you know, breakout year in his first year and take that, that, uh, that spot from Elijah Moore because Amari Cooper's already there. So I – I mean, I don't know. Elijah Moore could struggle early, and then everybody could forget about him, and then you can get him dirt cheap, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, on face value, I think that's spot on, yeah, a second and, and a first. Elijah Moore is such a wild card to me. Yeah. If you listen to A.J. Brown and who are the other old Miss wide receivers um, that came out recently? DK. Yeah. A.J. Brown and D.K. both say that Elijah Moore was is the best wide receiver that went to Ole Miss. Like they, I, I mean, obviously that's their friend, and they're gonna talk. They're gonna talk. Yeah, because he's but, down. <laughs> well, that was in the draft. That was draft time when they said that. Oh, really? Yeah. And his rookie year, he looked so good. And then I don't. I mean, obviously there were some personality differences, but man, when your quarterback is the milf slayer, I mean. There's got to be a lot of dysfunction going on around there, right? Yeah. I mean, I, the dude's always open. Yeah, I just think he's got tons of talent, and I really expect Deshaun Watson to come back to form this year. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that offense performs. There's a lot of question marks in that offense. There really are. Except for Chubb. Yeah, except for Chubb. Chubb's the one constant. Well, and Amari Cooper. You know, the, that guy. Yeah, is, uh, yeah, that's that's true too. That's true too. He's the most slept on wide receiver one in dynasty football. Mm-hmm. If you ask me. Yeah. He's been a target of mine. All. He's an awesome value, but he's hard to get because it feels like the people that have him agree. Hmm. I've been getting him. I've been getting him anywhere. I. I I've been getting him in the like the George Pickens range. Because every time I look at my roster and I see George Pickens or Christian Watson in my lineup for some for a team I expect to contend, I like won't shit my pants and want to trade them. So I do. And I like that's what I've done. I've like Christian Kirk or Amari Cooper, I think are like safe veteran bets for a team that I want to contend over these um like uh, hot, uh, high variance uh, second year players. See, I, I really, I really like Pickens uh, this upcoming year. Do you? Uh, yeah. I kept a couple, just a couple shares, just in case I was wrong. Yeah. Well, you know how, like, how kind of down I've been on Pickens compared to everybody else last year yeah. because he, right. people were going crazy over him. Um, but it seems like he's a guy that's, uh, you know, fallen a little bit in people's minds where you, you can get him at a decent price now. Um, and I do like him, you know, just as a guy to, to hold on your roster because um, I think he is extremely talented. And I think he has a, a good mindset about, you know, wanting to be the best and stuff. So I just I, I like everything surrounding him right now. Um, and I, I think I think he's one of those guys, you know, you can get at a decent price right now. Interesting. Yeah, his his that his value definitely has dropped with the narrative that he's a possession receiver. Or Matt Canada came back, pick it. We don't know if he's going to progress or not. I do think that Pickett is going to have to be very, very good to make Pickens good because he's going to have to throw in the tight windows. Pickett isn't like an isn't a separation guy. No separation. Yeah. All right. So Chad, since you love Darren Waller so much, he's your boyfriend. It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> he's next in the game. You ready? Um, sure. We'll see. So Darren Waller has missed five games total over the last two years. Darren Waller has two 90 catch, 1000 yard seasons. Darren Waller has been a top five tight end two of his seven seasons. Which one's a lot? Repeat the third one again. Has been a top five tight end two of seven of his seven seasons. He was also out of football for a year. The target one, are you saying the tar- targets is it at least? Because I know he's had more than that, more than two no. seasons. of 92, 90 catch, 1,000-yard seasons. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, We're going to need it. More than two is a lot. I'm, I'm going to go that one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the two two catch ninety yard or a thousand yard seasons. Incorrect. So the first statement was that he has missed five games total over the last two years. It's been way more than that. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm stupid. I picked the wrong. I I was picking the one that was right. <laughs> that I thought was right. It's called two truths, one lie, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I've been <laughs> gone for too long. Okay. Wow. Some rust out of Chad. I'd like to see zero zero still. 
Yeah, I was like, I was like, he's definitely, he's definitely had, you know, at least, uh, what is he? He's had three, three thousand yard years, right? He's had two, two. Okay, those were both right. He's had a ninety catch, eleven forty five, and a hundred and seven catch, eleven ninety six. That's right. Twenty twenty one, he was hurt, so I think he he did well while he was while he was healthy, but he didn't last the full year in 2021 yeah he was doing okay yeah um so he's actually missed uh 14 games how many catches did he have in 2021 2021 he had 55 catches in 11 games oh really that's it i thought it was more 665 he only had two touchdowns he's never he only he's only had one touchdown year yeah yeah for sure yeah He's never really been a touchdown guy. He's not that type of tight end, I guess. No, I mean the the Giants have been using him exclusively in the end zone. Like, uh, I mean, he is six six. Like uh, they they said that um, during camp, going back to camp talk, but uh, um, the Daniel Jones was relying on Darren Waller in the end zone so often that they took him out to force Daniel Jones to use somebody else. Interesting. That's that good. Very interesting. Yeah, it's really good for him. Um, so what's his value? I mean, uh, it's I, tough because I got him so cheap, uh, this off season, so cheap. What'd you get him for? I'm trying to find the league right now. All right. What if I offer, all right. So DJ Moore, Austin. Um, I mean, it's going to depend on the tight end I have. That's a, it's a lot closer for me than Kittle. Let's say you need a tight end. You know, you're rocking Gerald Everett. Then most likely, I'll try to argue with you, but I'll probably take the tight end. I don't. I don't like that as much. Um, just a little bit more question marks. And as we just listened, health is a bigger concern. Um, and new offense, new system. I like the system. Um, I love what I'm hearing, but it is a lot of question marks. So it, yeah, I'd probably take the tight end. I guess, but it's close. <clears throat> you're gonna laugh in my face if I offer you Herbert. And all right, let's say you have Waller and Pat Fryermuth. You feel like you can move Waller, maybe. I don't know. What if I offer you Herbert and Roshan? You're gonna laugh in my face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I so I got Waller. I got Waller. This was on February 16th. So this is after the season had ended, right? And I got Waller uh, and a fifth round 2023 pick for. Uh, 2023 third, a 2023 fourth, and a 2024 second. A second, third, and a fourth. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's what I got Waller for at the end of at the end of of the the season. At the end of the season, where everybody's like, like this guy's done. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And then he goes. Then he gets traded to the Giants, and I guess that value. I feel like the value for me hasn't come all the way back to where it was, you know, two years ago. Um, but that's just – I still don't believe that he's going to be healthy and he's 31. So how? what's the window with him? Two years at best? Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think the from the – I think the athleticism hasn't dropped off at all, though. And he's 29. Um, he's 20, and he's – Waller's 29? Yeah. He's 29. He's at least 30. Mm. My, oh, is he? I, the – 
he might be 30. I, have, I got from DLF has him at 30, but this was a year ago, I think. Yeah, he's 30. He's 30. You're right. He's 30. I'm still operating off of last season. <laughs> <laughs> Chad has to catch up. Yeah, I haven't I haven't looked at my at my dynasty teams in like months. So Ooh, really? Yeah, yeah. it's it's been rough. Yeah. Yikes. All right. So uh let's see. What I, I don't think we've nailed his value down yet. What running back would it take? Like let's say you have a running back and you have like three tight ends and you're gonna trade Waller. Probably somewhere in the Sanders range. Miles Sanders? Yeah. Rashad White Oof. kind of thing. Gross. I mean, if I need points, that's where I'm at. I mean, I mean there's there's still time for them to sign a veteran. Of course. I don't – I just – unless they are truly tanking Tampa Bay, I, I, I don't believe that they're – Well, they need to sign a quarterback if they're not. So I, I would probably go all the way up to J.K. Dobbins, uh, oh, Damian wow. Pierce. I would trade those guys for him. Damian Pierce. I think that that's a good deal for both teams, right? If they both have a need for that position. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. I, I think that's pretty good value. If I really needed a tight end, it would hurt for me to give up Pierce because I, I, I love him. He's got – great contact balance and second year. So he's, it's a three-year window for him, but yeah. it might not be a three-year window if he gets drafted over. This this is the way that I think about it, right? Like I think there are some people out there that would scoff at me saying to give up J.K. Dobbins for him, but J.K. Dobbins has never done anything, right? Whether that's due to injuries, whether that's due to you know lack of playing time, um, at certain points uh, of his career, but he's never done anything. I wouldn't say right. he's never done it. I don't agree with that. He's never done it for – he's never put a, put together a full season. He's never he's never been relevant in helping you reach a championship. He's never been – he's never been the player that's got you to the playoffs. Never. He's <laughs> – he played one 15-game season, was running back 23. <laughs> he's never done anything. That's his highest season, RB23. Did he help teams win a championship last year? Wasn't he good towards the end of the year? He played eight games and he was running back fifty six. You're looking at seasons. He's coming off of it because that's what that's what matters for projections. You can't look at like a a small sample size of a of a three four year career and say, okay, he's going to help me win. You know, like that doesn't you you can't you can't do that with players. We are talking semantics, but when he came back last year, he was he was. 15 carries for 120, 13 for 125, 12 for 59, and 17 for 93. Okay, and then and then pick through Waller's best stats of his career, and let's compare. Well, that's not what well, we're I'm doing. He's saying he's coming back. That's these are the last four games that he played. So I'm not saying – I'm agreeing with you that he's never put together a season. He's not, he, he's not a player that has gotten you to the championship, but he did help some teams win last year. Well, uh, yeah, but that's just coincidence, right? That's just when he was available, you know, to play. But I mean, you have the same injury concerns. You have a devalued position, right? Mm-hmm. With a with a, a guy that's been put on the pup list, right? And you have, uh, um, you know, a player that is replaceable still, and and you're comparing him to a player that has been brought in to be the elite player in the offense. Like he's been purposely brought in to be the alpha in the offense. I want the guy in the position that's hard to fill that is like been brought in to do the job. 
right? J.K. Dobbins is just there, and if he's healthy and if everything goes well, yes, he's capable of maybe having a, an RB12 season or a top a top 12 season. Plus, I, I just out. don't think that's – what's that? Yeah, that's the holding out. question mark for me is the holdout. And, I mean, he's not going to miss games, but is he going to miss enough camp to where he gets hurt right away when he starts playing? Maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, that's – Their reaction to him holding out was to sign Melvin Gordon. So I don't think they really give a shit that he's holding out. That's what I'm saying. They don't. They don't care. They no, don't. No. They don't care. And I, and if you if you go by what Todd Monken did at Georgia, they're going to rotate their backs anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like there's as as many question marks as there are with Waller. Waller was brought in to be an elite player. Dobbins is just there. He's yeah. just there, and we think he's talented. That's it. But we don't get to decide his playing time. We don't get to decide. You know. Uh, what kind of role he's in? He's playing in that offense. You yeah. know, we can love him all we want, but Darren Waller is the guy that's been brought in to be the alpha. I agree. You sold me. I mean, I, see, Dobbins is one of those names that it, it's so tantalizing. You know, it's so like, oh, like he's finally going to put it together and he's going to be the Dobbins we always wanted. But yeah, it's a, it might be. You know, it's probably fool's gold. We've just we've said this about. I mean, I've been playing Dynasty for a long time, and we we say this about every talented player that never does anything, right? This happens all the time. There's so many talented players that are never Dynasty relevant, mm. and I mean, it just it it happens. Uh, and and Dobbins is looking like it could happen with him. I'm not saying it will, but it yeah. definitely could. Um, I have zero Dobbins shares, so yeah, I have zero as well. I'm not gonna um, argue with you, Austin. What what are you, what are your thoughts? Um. I'm definitely the odd one out between y'all two. Okay, go for it. Tell me on Dobbins. Um, I mean, this offseason hasn't been very promising on the selling you for this season. So, I mean, I've lost steam in that aspect. Well, if it's not this season, he's a free agent. Correct, which might not be the bad thing, to be honest. He still just turned 24. Mm. So, I don't really have – I would prefer him to be gone from Baltimore anyway. I hated the landing spot when he went there. Um. That being said, again, kind of like Chad said, it's just the talent aspect. The kids, I mean, he averages over six yards of carry in the NFL. That doesn't happen. Um, so you love Rashad Penny too? Yeah, if he's healthy, he's awesome, of course. Yeah, but you're paying a first for Rashad Penny? Oh, no, I don't have to. So you're, pay- you're paying a first for Dobbins right now? Yeah. A first plus for Dobbins? So when we say Waller was a first and a second? A first and a second for Dobbins? I never said Waller was a first and a second. I'm not definitely not paying that. Yeah, we haven't finished. I would struggle Waller. to pay a first for Waller, to be honest. Yeah, we haven't finished with Waller's price. So I was just I was just going off of that trade that you were saying for that guy you said was spot well, that on. Was Kittle. Elijah Moore. That was Kittle. Oh, Kittle, Kittle, Kittle. That's right. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you think Dobbins? What do you what, what do you have him at? Like a first. Uh yeah, I would pay a late first for Dobbins. A late first, pretty, okay. Yeah, easy, I think easily. a late first is reasonable. Like, easily, I think a late first is reasonable. Um, I pro- I still probably wouldn't do it. I think there's better options out there, but the holdout I I hate to be honest. As a Dobbins guy, I, I think it makes zero sense. Um, yeah. He has no leverage. It, it just it makes no sense because he hasn't done anything. Right. He's I mean, for the team huge. aspect, you're correct. I mean. He needs to prove himself to his new offensive coordinator and, and and create a role. Like it's not. I don't understand why he thinks it's just gonna be handed to him. Yeah, I mean, J.K. J.K. Dobbins. I mean, 
yeah, love him, love him as a as a as a talent. You know, if I was a Ravens fan, I'd be very excited to see him on the field. Um, but yeah, not reliable. It's not just nothing about him is reliable. Neither. I have Dobbins fourteenth. So one spot behind Damian Pierce, one spot above Ramondre Stevenson. See, I have him at twelve, so it's not like we're that far apart. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have him as a like high tier running back too. Yeah, I guess I'm just I'm 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 so far like anything past the very relevant running backs, I don't want them on my team at all. Well, you've um, got to fantasy players have to. What have are you going to do? Yeah, you, you just go in and get the cheapest guy that's producing in season. Right. Start yourself. <laughs> like you can go in and get a Nick Chubb for a first in season, right? Like I I don't right care now. I don't care about looking you know to free agency next year and saying okay. I'm going to pay a first for this guy and hope that he's a 25 year old breakout. Uh, once he reaches this, you know, random new team uh, with this random new contract and, and just hope that's just not the way I play dynasty personally. Like for me, it's, it's, it's most, it's mostly about filling out my, you know, positions at, at wide receiver quarterback tight end, and then plugging in the running back. That's relevant. That's cheap. Um, and, you know, I think, I think there's plenty of those guys that you can get in season uh, that are going to be more reliable for that season uh, that you can get cheaper. So I, I know you, you disagreed with me on this because we talked about this a couple months ago, actually, but I felt like ATN was undervalued all off season. And while I paid more than the level you're talking about, I, I still, I'm with you. You know, I fill my, my roster out and then do running backs last, but then I still want somebody that I, I feel is in a good offense and is going to produce and I'm going to be able to just not have to chase that position for a couple of years. Um, you know, ATN, if you get him for Christian Watson, I think is, you know, that level of, of a trade, I think is. Oh, that's a smash. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like that. I, I would, I would love that trade. Yeah. So that's, I mean, but like, I think ETN's, I think ETN's above that bar for me right now. I think he's, he's kind of in a stable position at the moment. Um, I know they drafted the running back, but you know, Every team has two running backs. Correct. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, there's going to be what, like, two or three teams where you could say, okay, they have a, a guy that's, you know, their dominant number one. Yeah. Um, there's all, there's only one Saquon and there's only one CMC. You know what I mean? Which, yeah. Uh, CMC got out touched by Elijah Mitchell when he came back. So. Yeah. True. Uh, let's yeah. Be, uh, let's Wait, be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to give Debo carries. Yeah. Not probably not a lot. All right. So let's get back to Waller. Um, let Let's talk about. As far as picks go, if I if I offer – all right, so would you pay Austin, I'm trading you Waller, you need a tight end, you can't start Gerald Everett, um, and I want your 25 first and second? No. No? no. Sure. I'll, go, I'll go spend uh, a hair more and get Goddard for that price. Hmm. I think that's – a first and second for a tight end and .5 premium – needs to get me a top seven tight end. What about you, Chad? What are you paying? I mean, are you taking that? Uh, that? Sorry. So. 25 first and second. That's what I want for him. And it's your first and second. I think it depends. It's, It's easy to say no to, you know, giving up a first and second for Waller. But if I'm. Tight ends are so difficult to get, and he's the one guy that I think is capable of a top three tight end season that is easy to get at the moment. Um, 
the other guys are, are impossible. Try, try to get Hawkinson right now. Try to get yeah. uh, Kelsey right now. Try to get, you know, I don't think Goddard's really there for me at, at this point. You know how much I love Goddard, but there's just so much competition at that Eagles offense right now. Sure. Um, it's definitely a tier below some of those guys. So try to get any of those guys at the moment right now. It's it's nearly impossible in a tight end premium league. All right, um, so, here's, so you might have to give that up for Waller at the moment, or at least a first. I gave Goddard and McBride for Hawk. That was June twenty fourth. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that trade. I think it's fair. I with that. I think, I thought it was. I think I think most time I, I think most most times you're gonna have to give up more than that. I thought it was a fair offer at the time. Um, it's it's a DWZ league. Yeah. So yeah. At the time, Memphis was talking up McBride, so I <laughs> I kind of took advantage of that and and just wanted to see. So if I so if if I had to like let's say that um Kincaid is off the board right in in twenty twenty three draft picks and um, I'm looking at you know the one ten one eleven one twelve any of those picks like I'm trading those straight up for Waller if they want a back end second at thrown on I'd, I'd probably do that too. Yeah, I would. I mean Zay Flowers. Yeah, if yeah, I'm, and I love Zay Flowers. You know I love Zay Flowers, but, but if I'm contending, I want yeah Waller. yeah. What about yeah. you, Austin? Zay Flowers or Waller? Flowers, even if you're a contender, mm, heavy contender yeah. needs a tight end. Yeah, we're saying you have the 110, 111, 112. You're in that in that range. You need a tight end. Uh, 111 after sure, but I'm still taking Flowers. I think he's a, a difference maker type player um, that I can just trade another player for a tight end. I don't know. I'm, I'm we talked about Kittle last week being scary. Waller's a a whole level, different level of scary for me. Yeah, yes. I have to see it, but I'll, I'll pay the first and second once I see it, and I don't think his cost ever gets any more than that. All right, all right. I think we're good on Waller. Anything else from you guys? Nope. No, I'm excited to see him. Um, I do have a couple shares. Uh, excited to see what he can do. All right, Austin. DJ Moore. Two truths, one lie. Which one is the lie? He finished his career. He finished with his career high in touchdowns in this last year in twenty two with seven. Has two ninety catch, eleven hundred yard seasons. Has never been a top fifteen PPR wide receiver. The last one. Um, <laughs> God damn it! I didn't mark down which one was the lie. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, that means I have to be right. Uh, I'm bringing him up right now. <laughs> I know the first one's true. What was? What were the? Uh, the first one is absolutely true. Seven touchdowns, two ninety. Uh, you said eleven hundred yards. The ninety catches, my question mark. I know he had eleven hundred yards three years in a row, but he I wasn't sure the catches. He has not had two ninety catch seasons. That's the lie. Okay. When did he finish top fifteen? It's also a lie. That's what I was thinking. Damn it. Uh, 87 catches. Damn it. Okay. Two lies in there. So I get the point, though, because I've got the lie. Oh, yeah. My first point. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to talk about DJ Moore. Are you guys scared of him in that Bears offense, or do you think this is um, a cute quarterback upgrade for him? Uh, can both be true? Yeah, 
Yeah, but which one is more true? Well, it's definitely the upgrade is definitely huge true. Um, if you've being a Panther fan, I can promise you DJ Moore has never had a quarterback nearly as competent as Justin Fields, no matter what you believe in Fields. Except for his rookie year, like we talked about last year. Yeah, time. but that, like you said, that's such a short window. As Chad would say, that's not being relevant. Eight games right. doesn't count. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, easily an upgrade. And uh, But, yeah, I mean, there's definitely question marks in the offense as a whole. Uh, it really just depends on what you feel Justin Fields does. Yeah, well, that's what I'm asking you. Uh, I mean, I assume he's going to do better than 2,200 yards in passing. Um, but <laughs> if he doesn't, then no, Justin I mean, DJ Moore is not going to be what we wanted him to be. Uh, you know, if he can't throw 3,000 yards, then Moore is not going to be relevant for using him on a weekly basis as a wide receiver, two, three, or flex. So I don't know. I, it's, a, it's a great question. Um, I have plenty of shares being a Panther fan. He was one of the guys I, I bought in in the rookie drafts and have had since, to be honest. So uh, I don't know. I, I, hopefully one of y'all can answer it better than me. Chad, what do you think? I think that now was the perfect opportunity to rid yourself of DJ Moore. Um, even if he does well, I mean, that's what his price is right now is him doing well. So, um, yeah, I mean – He's been a he's been a consistent wide receiver too. I think he's a very very talented player, and there's a there's a decent chance that he does better than what he has been doing. Um, but you know, I'd rather uh, put my chips elsewhere um, and and get a fresh start in a player because you know if you've held DJ Moore this long, um, you know you've been banking on promise, and at some point you need to you need to cash in. Um, that's just my thought on it. So I I don't know. Um, there's just question marks in, all over that offense, like Austin was saying. So you're it's, saying he's worth more on the open market than wide than a than a solid wide receiver too? Yeah. I think so. Because hmm. I mean, I, I don't know what else you could really want. Like on a championship contending team, he should be your wide receiver three, I would assume. I mean, what what yeah. else can you ask for from what he's done in his career? Yeah, I agree with I that. Mean, 1,100 yards every year, but last year. And, I mean, the touchdowns have always been the question mark, and he finally got some of those last year. So that kind of counteracted him not hitting 1,100 yards. So what else would you want from a, as a contender as a wide, your wide receiver three? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, 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 one, of those, he's one of those guys that is, is always reliable in the fact that he's going to be, you know, a wide receiver two um, uh, and, and put up wide receiver two numbers, you know, over the course of a season. Uh, has he ever, I, I know he had that one, um, like, what was it our wide receiver 15 year wide receiver 14, 16 in PPR 16. and 22 in standard. And that was 2019. Yeah. So he had that one, that one year, but outside of that, I think he's always been kind of that late wide receiver two um, range. And, uh, yeah, right. So, I mean, if I can, if I can get him for, you know, High-end wide receiver two prices, which is I, I think what he's going right now. Do you do you have rankings in front of you or no? I do. I do. Uh, what what's his ADP right now? Oh, I don't. I have oh, that's different. Yeah, I have, I have I rankings, have not ADP. Oh, I didn't know if you had like you know uh, rankings ADP sheets. You know, most most sites do it together. Like they'll have you can click yeah. Oh, yeah, for ADP, you click for rankings. So uh, a couple questions on who. You, so when you say you're trying to get out and pick a different receiver to do that with, you know, who are you talking like? 
Pittman, Godwin. I mean, I, I doubt you could get Debo straight up. Uh, Bird. I think you can get Debo straight up. I mean, would you rather have Debo? I mean, I feel like it's just uh, no, I I wouldn't. But I think you could. I agree. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, what about I? I I would go. I would go for. I mean, I feel like DJ Moore is what we want Ayuk to be. Yeah, I think I think people value Ayuk more than than DJ Moore at the moment. But Ayuk is also another guy that's pretty inflated. I think. Um, but if well, I could get if I could if I could give up DJ Moore for for what his price is right now, and then pay a little bit on top of that, and just get up into that next tier of guys that you know are in that wide receiver 13, 14 range fairly consistently, then I'm fine with that. Even even somebody like um, uh, like if I could if I could give up DJ Moore and get a little bit on top of a guy like Ridley, if I'm competing like a second on top of Ridley, I'd do that. I mean, uh, let's assume DJ Moore does the same thing he did his whole career: eleven hundred mm-hmm. yards and four to six touchdowns. What, I mean, that what we expect Ridley to do? No, I expect I expect uh, I expect Ridley to be me personally. I expect Ridley to be a, a close to a wide receiver one this year. But I like Ridley a lot, and I think that's me all too. he's ever done when he's played. So, well, he did it for one year. Yeah. I mean, it really did it for a year. But he did it. He did. And I don't think DJ, DJ Moore has that in him at yeah. all. I don't think that's – that's his ceiling is way below that. So Ridley has a much higher ceiling. DJ Moore is definitely more consistent. Yeah, DJ, DJ Moore is definitely that consistent player. And if his price was a little bit lower, I would just stick with DJ Moore. But I, I just think his price is a little bit more inflated than, you know, consistent wide receiver t- – 23, 24 kind of guy. I'm going to test that out. I have him in one league, and he's my wide receiver. Well, with start one wide receiver, so I have him in a flex spot. I, I would – I have him plenty places, so I would like to hear some names. Ridley I like. I would like to try to – I would like take Ridley Addison. I would take uh, – TMC. You know. CMC? That's oh, oh, McLaurin. McLaurin. No, but that's another guy that kind of in that same DJ uh, Moore boat. But I think he doesn't. He doesn't have the hype that DJ Moore has right now. Okay, speaking of TMC, Chad, two truths, one lie. <laughs> TMC has never had less than nine hundred yards. He also has never had more than six touchdowns, and he's never had ninety catches. Oh wow! Which one is the lie, Chad? Mm. Sure. I'm glad you got that one. That one's tough. That is um, tough. <laughs> repeat that one more time for me. Just repeat all, all the right. options for me. Scary Terry has never had less than 900 yards. He has never had more than six touchdowns. Has never had 90 catches. I have. He's definitely had more than 90 catches, right? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't design it to be easy. <laughs> what was the first one, one again? Uh, has never had less than 900 yards. Hmm. Okay, what's the second one? <laughs> has, ne- has never had more than t- uh, six touchdowns. Hmm. This one's tough, man. I don't know. That's a good one. I have no idea. Uh, you got to pick one. I have DJ Moore and TMC next to each other in my rankings. 
Um, we'll I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that third option. Shit, I don't know. Has I'm gonna go with the third one. option. No, he had 90 catches. He had. Uh, wait, has never had 90 catches. Oh, no, that's true. He's never had 90 catches. So the lie is he's never had more than six touchdowns. His rookie year, he had seven touchdowns. That's a good reason why I didn't remember it. Yeah, yeah, but, that's but other, that one's tough, man. That one's that really one. tough. The other thing that's true is he has never had less than 900 yards. Yeah, I knew, I knew that one was true. I knew that one was true. In the last three years in a row, he's been over a thousand. I just like I, I felt like he never had close to the uh, to like a decent touchdown year. I didn't know he had seven touchdowns rookie year. That makes sense. That was a lot of hype coming out of that year. But seven. I was every time I think of McLaurin, I think of a guy that doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. Seven, four, five, five. This is a touchdown totals for his yeah. Which is not bad, but no, it's not bad actually. It's more than it's more than I expected. Yeah, it's more than I expected too. Actually, I mean, he's listed at six foot two ten. That's bigger than I than I thought. Um, I, for some reason, I think of him as a smaller guy. I yeah. mean, he's scary though. <laughs> he's a, um, he's a damn good receiver. Who? Yeah, who, I, for a long time, I thought he was the best. You know, talent in in the in the NFC East before uh, AJ Brown, of course, uh, and then you know, Devonta Smith got really good. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, before those two guys. Yeah. Well, C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Well, you think he's better than C.D. Lamb? For a little bit, I thought he was. Um, you know. Uh, Sounds like a Giants thing. No, no. I mean, Terry McLaurin, like, if you watch, because I, I, of course, like, Jesse and I both watch all NFC East games. There was a stretch where Terry McLaurin was looking unstoppable. Yeah. Like, he looked incredible. Um this they was like have, they also have a second um, wide receiver option now, so like, I mean, it, it takes some pressure off of them. Yeah, and I hate all NFC East teams other than the Giants equally. So there's no bias from me. I just I just know first for a while Terry McLaurin was looking absolutely incredible, and then just not. <laughs> so well, last year was his best finish. He was yeah, number fourteen. Uh, le- le- essentially 1,200 yards and five touchdowns on 77 catches. Yeah, yeah, he's still the best fourth. Uh, he's still the best. Um, or he's still the fourth best wide receiver in the division easily, I think. But fourth best. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, Ceedee Lamb's a totally different kind of wide receiver. He plays the slot, and he's sort of yeah, a, yeah. I think C- I think Ceedee Lamb, AJ Brown's debatable, and then obviously Devonta Smith. I think he could get close to you know into that debatable conversation soon, too. I mean, he's really good. Yes, he is. I have zero TMC shares. I've always had zero TMC shares, only because I, I his price has always been so inflated. Yeah. Never yeah. been able to bring myself to pay what he costs. And people who have him just fucking love him. Love him. I love like, him. Sorry, we're not supposed to do that anymore. <laughs> but people that have him just love him. It's true, yeah. I mean, he is so much fun to watch. I get it. You know, if you want somebody you want to enjoy watching on your fantasy team, it's okay. I, I enjoy watching my fantasy team win championships. Yeah. So, uh, who would you rather have, DJ Moore or TMC? I think there's a. Clean I think I'd rather have D, uh, TMC because I think I could get uh, a little bit on top. 
I think it's a clear choice. I think TMC is going to retain value better, even though they're the same age. Um, DJ Moore's been around longer. TMC was a DJ Moore's younger by two yeah. years. Or is he really? I thought they were the yeah. same age. Same draft class, different age. DJ by two young. years? Are you sure? Uh, I mean, it may be a year and some change, but yeah. No, it wasn't. They they have different level of experience. TMC has four seasons. Okay, so DJ Moore's fifth season. Yeah, six. Seven. And DJ Moore came in really young. Yeah, really. Yeah, and TMC was an older prospect as well. Yeah, so. yeah. So they're around the same age. Um, but I I rather TMC because I think number one I think is his value is just inflated and will stay that way. I think he's thought of of as younger because he hasn't played it as long. Um, and I, I actually kind of like the situation better. You know, I, it's, I don't think Howell is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. Like, obviously, I'm not an idiot. If I was starting an NFL team, I would take Justin Fields over Sam Howell. But I think Sam Howell is going to be better for the wide receivers around him than Justin Fields. You know, yeah. Fields is more – you know, scores points for himself. Yeah, DJ. I, just, Moore I hope. I hope Fields. Uh, go. Ahead. What'd you say? DJ Moore just turned twenty six. McLaurin turned twenty seven next or twenty eight next month. Mm. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. Uh. I. I really hope Fields takes a step forward. But man, he's he's a scary, scary, scary guy. Um. Just because he can't, he can't, he has to take a uh, take a step forward as a passer. Like he has mm-hmm. absolutely has to. He can't keep doing what he's been doing. No, like For he, longevity and yeah, just being being a quarter starting quarterback. Yeah, he's. I mean, he'll probably break before they bench him. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like some of the hits he took uh, last year, man. Um, I mean, yeah. they've done good getting him at least an actual weapon to trust. I mean, yeah, I think, I can. I think that can be a big thing that he never had anybody he could just throw the ball to and believe in. Um, so I, I think that can help him a lot. Just, for sure, you know, heave that thing up. DJ Moore will come down with it more times than he won't. For sure, yeah. Um, I I, uh, I I have one share of Fields. Um, I know we're talking about DJ Moore here, but I have one share of Fields, and uh, it's still scary to me. Same, and I, I sold my only share. Yeah, I'm, I might before the season or before the season really kicks off because yeah, I'm, I get nervous. I get anxiety just thinking about. <laughs> having that much value in one player that is just so many has so many question marks. Yeah. I have him as my QB eight in rankings, but he's so hard to take there. It's, yeah, he's it, he's tough. Oh, it's so hard to take. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I just did. So I'm in a startup. We talked about this last week. I, I took him with the tenth overall pick. I mean the the six quarterbacks and so I guess I have him QB seven. Um, the six quarterbacks I have above him went, and the two wide receivers that I would have taken went. So you're staring me in the face. Who's the should be seven quarterbacks? He no, should I have eight. Them eight. You. Yeah, right. So all those guys went, and it's just the guys after I have just as many question marks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your Deshaun Watsons and those kind of guys, and A. Rich and Kyler. Right, I took him over to Deshaun uh, Watson. That was the only other player I would have considered there, and I just maybe maybe that would have been a safer play. But I was in a I was in a startup, and I was like, well, it's a twenty dollar league. I'm gonna see how it goes for me, you know. Yeah. And at this point, yeah. I can't trade him before the season starts. It's a startup. 
You know what I mean? Like it doesn't make sense. Like you're gonna I mean, you're gonna love this, uh, Austin. Who who's my QB eight? Daniel Jones, baby. No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Oh, I was gonna rip you if they said uh, that. Was, if that was I hope Bryce. Yeah, it's Bryce. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Chad is the biggest Bryce Young fan in the world. He's 12 for me right now, um, and it's just for the ceiling aspect. As a QB2, I think he's as honestly, aside from the elite guys, he's as good a QB as you could have because he's going to be good. Like I, I don't have question marks in that aspect. Um, I just don't know if the ceiling's there for fantasy. I hope it is. As a I, think it, fan, I think as it a fantasy is. Fantasy guy. I th- I think he literally he's he's everything uh he's everything and better uh that Trevor was for me except for the size. I I, um, I said that last week. I agree totally. I have him twelve. I have AR thirteen, um, and that's because I have recently moved Russ down. Um, did we talk about this? The, um, no, I we hope didn't. you have Russ down. There have been reports that he's struggling to get the footwork right in Sean Payton's offense. And more than that, one of the things in Payton's offense that he wants him to do is as a design, like a designed second or third read scramble and like just run with the ball. And he doesn't have the athleticism to get it done anymore. And that is Mm. hell to me. If you, if you tell me that he's actually declining on top of what he did last year, I'm, I'm moving him down. Yeah, I have him at eight. I have Russ at eighteen earlier in the week because of it. <laughs> yeah, I have Russ at eighteen, and to be honest, I, I'm looking now, and I think I'd rather have Pickett over him. I have Russ maybe. at twenty-two behind Pickett. I just yeah. put my rankings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I had him pretty high, and now I'm, I'm moving him down because, like, all I wanted to hear out of camp was positive things, and any negative report like that scares the shit out of me. I swear we're in some kind of simulation, man, because I never thought I'd see the day where I have Geno Smith over Russell Wilson. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> Geno, the golf. I mean, do you have golf above him? Yeah, I do. Those are the guys I have right below. The button about three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. I have Derek Carr above Russell Wilson. They're ne- they're right, right next to each other. Yeah, right below for me. Yeah. That Saints offense day. scares me too, but Carr has a lot of weapons. I think I think Carr's just, just one of those guys game. that you know you're there. There's like a decent floor with him. Yeah. I don't know what the floor is with Russ, man. Like, I mean, he has the uh, weapons to keep it floated, but I don't know if he can throw the ball to the right person. I guess I think the, the floor. I think the floor with Russ this year is like quarterback 12, 13. Oh wow! I don't think so, man. You need to buy him terrible. everywhere. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm. I wish. I wish it was because I, I do have. You know, two or three shares. I wish. I wish I thought that. But so before we land um, the the ship, this is sorry. That's that's Brian Ford's thing on my other podcast. Um, <laughs> where I'm not allowed to talk about Dynasty Fever here. Chad doesn't allow it. Uh, <laughs> I've never said that. I don't know why it's become a thing. Austin has won his first ever Dynasty Fever game. Congratulations, man! Thank you, thank you. Nice. It's a good feeling. I'm ready to keep it going. All right, before we sign off, though, um, so we say DJ Moore and TMC are essentially the same in value. Um, uh, A first and two seconds. I mean, it's definitely not two firsts, right? No. For what? DJ Moore or TMC. No, 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 no. I mean, I think it's roughly a I I think it's a – 
Well, yeah, I think I think a first and a second is what people what first yeah, people would. Uh, yeah. Do you think that that gets it done? Uh, if somebody wants to give me a first and a second for DJ Moore, it gets it done all day. <laughs> same thing for McLaurin, or are you say? Yeah, same thing for McLaurin. Yeah, either one of them. Let's talk about rookie picks. Uh, DJ Moore or Zay Flowers? DJ. Close, but DJ. Zay Flowers for me. TMC or Quentin Johnson? Huge Quentin Johnson for me. Yeah. TMC for me all day. I don't like Quentin Johnson at all. I, I think it depends on the team for me. Um, but if I'm contending um, – and you know these are these are my flex guys or, or my my wide receiver three or whatever. Then yeah, I'm probably holding on to them for that. But yeah, that, uh, that's, there's a preference in that on all of them. I agree totally. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, if if I'm just saying like you know, I kind of want a fresh start. I want to I want to get rid of these guys. Then that's probably I'd, I'd probably take that. I'd probably try to get a third or something thrown on. But I look at it in a startup. That's how I try to value that stuff. If I'm coming up and the picks on the board and. I'm going. I'm going to take Quentin Johnston before I take McLaurin. Yeah, DJ Moore and Sky Moore for or uh, JSN. 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 That's interesting, though. That is an interesting trade. Right. Um, I would really like that trade as a contender. Uh, DJ like... Moore and Sky Moore or Addison. DJ. Addison. Addison for me, but you know Addison's Addison was my wide receiver one in that class for a long time. Sky Moore is running with the ones in the slot right now. Yeah, Sky Moore can run with whoever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to produce there, but I have no faith yeah. on who it's going to be. I yeah. I can tell you that it's not going to be Kadarius Tony because that guy can't get through one game or practice without getting hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. What the hell? Those that guy's muscles are just like. Tied together with string cheese at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's always been like that. He yeah. al- was always hurt. That was the problem coming out. So ridiculous how talented he is. Yes. Mm-hmm. His footwork is just absurd. It, it just nobody moves like that. And that's, I guess that's why his body can't yeah, You're not supposed to move, move like, like that. that either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. Uh, I think I've successfully sold off all of my Kadarius Tony shares for various things. I sold my one after his, what, 10 for 180-something he had, and I don't have any more. I know, Chad, you were into Tony in, during the rookie drafts, weren't you? Cause yeah, I sold them all after that Cowboys game. Yeah. All, well, I sold, like, I think I sold 80, 80% of them or something like that. It was, yeah, a very calculated move. So I, I felt like in the rookie draft he was going below value, and then yeah. as soon as he became worth more than a first, it was sell them all. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I, I got a first and a second. Did the same exact yeah. thing? Maybe it's because I'm on a podcast with Chad and he told me to, but I did the same exact thing. <laughs> right on. All right, guys, this is this was fun. This was a great like first uh, season one episode of Dynasty War Games. We we came up with the values of Kittle, Waller, DJ Moore, TMC. Austin won his first game, and we did it all in a, an hour and ten minutes. Look at there, right on the dot. Right on. So look for us on uh, Sunday. I mean, sorry, on Mondays on the Dynasty Warzone feed. Thank you all for listening. Um, Please give us a five-star review if you liked what you heard. And we are out. Peace. When we add up all those inches... 
That's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing! game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak